and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Jay-Z and Chris podcast. In today's episode, Jay-Z and Chris share catfishing stories, reflect on life before and after 9-11, and Chris ponders whether or not his dog may be racist against Mexicans. Follow the boys on Twitter at Jay-Z and Chris Podcast or Instagram at the Jay-Z and Chris Podcast. Now, let's get on with the show, shall we? It's the Jay-Z and Chris Podcast. We are, we are live, as Bruce, as Bruce Buffer would say. And be as loud as Bruce, Bruce Buffer. Are we live? We're live. Definitely hey, I'm digging the our intro girl. Well, yeah, how do you like that, huh? She sounds I, cute. She yeah. sounds Ladies hot. and gentlemen. I, I tell you what she looks like, but um, we're just going to have to keep that as a, as a, something I can, I can tease you with for the next couple of weeks. I do, I do know what she looks like. You don't. And I, I'm sure she looks exactly like, like her photo, right? There's no way anybody could lie about that. You know what, though? She, That's just like she's out, not, of, out of the realm of possibility. She literally does sound Ladies and too gentlemen. good to not look good. I think if you sound that good, you've got to look good, too. Ladies and gentlemen. You know? Is that, I think. Is that the rule? I think. I mean... I don't know. I, I think Is that why you look so good, man. Jay Z. Well, and I don't Chris. think that that carries over to guys. I think a lot of a lot of a lot of DJs and not DJs, but uh, you know, morning show guys that you look at them, you're like, oh my gosh, is that what they look like? It's pretty awful. Did Did you ever watch? Did you ever watch the show The Catfish on MTV? No. You never watched it? No, it does. Uh, does not ring a bell. Yeah, you know what the term catfish is, right? I, I don't. What it's not just a it's not a it's not a seafood item. It's it's, it's an actual like um and I'm not actually, I'm not even sure why it refers why catfish is the name of this type of thing, but uh it's when um you meet someone online and you you develop a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And it turns out they're like nothing like their profile. Their, you know, their profile is like some super hot blonde chick, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, and tight body. And it turns out they're really like some fourteen-year-old black kid. <laughs> you know, that's cat. That's catfish. Really. And like, I, yeah, you know, and these people. These people that are catfished are so gullible. They're so they start to develop relationships and feelings toward these people, even though they've never met. <laughs> well, they're like oh, they're like, oh well, I wanted to talk to him. I'll uh, talk to him on the phone, but he always says he was busy and he worked nights, and you know. <laughs> well, I'm I'm laughing because I've been I've been a victim of catfishing. 40. You were the culprit. It was. It's your fault that 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 I got catfished. You catfished me. What? I catfished you. I was joking. This Wait, is, what this, did I catfish you? This is the beauty of it. Okay, so for 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 these listeners, they may not understand 
my buddy Chris, what he has is something called selective memory, which, you know, oh, here we'll, we go. he'll basically decide what he wants to remember and what he doesn't want to remember. And so this is one of those things you, I don't think you chose to forget this, but you, you simply have. And as I start telling you what happened, you'll, you'll remember, oh, right, that's what happened. So back in the day, in the AOL days, when we used to have a, a modem, you know, 14K or whatever it was, you, you know, you'd buzz in, you get that America Online or whatever it's called, that, that tone, you've got mail, right? That whole thing, like that was real. Like when we were uh, in high school, that was your uh, connection sound. That's right. That's, and then, boom, you get in and you'd be like, you've got mail, right? Because that, that's what you had, AOL. And uh, so we, you and I would jump into chat rooms, you from your home, me from my home. We would jump into chat rooms and we would start arguments with people. Well, primarily with ourselves. And we would make things really awkward. Anyway, that's, that's, that's a whole other thing. But you were pretending to be, <laughs> at the time, some cheerleader from like Oregon some like redheaded cheerleader from Oregon or something and you were you changed your profile name and you started to basically come on to me and I was such a dork I fell for it and then you were like hey would you like me to send you a picture of me and I'm like yeah I'd really like that go ahead so you do and you basically I don't know how you sent it to me but like it was like a screenshot and and the picture what you don't know and I've never told you the picture actually started to come in like choppy, like, you know, from the bottom up. So it was like, you know, like a centimeter, another centimeter, another centimeter, and it was kind of like coming together. Do you remember this? Any 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 memory as I'm telling you? No, right? I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, right. Well, you did this, so... No idea. Okay, so what you ended up sending me was a picture of this fat, hairy man in a chef's hat and not much else. Does that ring a bell? See, so if you hear dead air, it's not because we've lost connection. It's I literally have no idea what one is talking about. <laughs> You are confusing me with someone else. Oh my God! <laughs> this is going to happen often. If I, but even if, even if, even if that was me, which it was, uh, how? I mean, because you called me on the phone right after and started laughing. I, I don't know. I couldn't. I don't even think we had graduated high school. We must have been. Yeah. Must have been. Well, did, 15, did we were still 15, I mean, we pranked a lot, though. We pranked people. All we'll have to talk about that for another episode. We're, we were, we were notorious at pranking. We're, we're aging ourselves. I mean, we're we're talking about the early '90s. Uh, I was gonna say. So, your your yeah, your catfish story is kind of excusable because, well, you're 15, 16, even if you're a little older, 18, uh, 19. You know, you're you're still a kid, and this technology is new and all that stuff. And I'm talking about these. This was like two weeks ago. There, ha these people are getting catfish and being fooled into having relationships with people that don't exist right um, dude I remember I remember I was uh, maybe right around the same age I think it was uh, I don't know if it was AOL or maybe one of the other internet companies at the time that um, oh shoot there was a bunch of chat uh, chat uh, sites yeah Netscape or something so I met I met this girl online 
and she was describing herself. She went to the, she went to Logan, and um, she was really cute. I think she was into music and all that stuff. So so I think we we built a connection, and then she's like, uh, "Do you want to call me?" So I'm like, oh, "Yeah, of course I want to call you." <laughs> she's like, "Okay, here's my number." So, you know, she gives me a number, and you know, I'm super nervous. My hands are sweaty, or whatever. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what am I gonna say to her?" So, I dial the number. Hello. <laughs> yeah, can I speak to Mandy? This is Mandy. Oh my God. And I'm like, what the? And I hung up so fast, and, she, and so, and then I'm like, uh, what you call it? So I went back online, right? Like a, not, like a fool. And I'm like, hey, I I answered the I called you, but a guy picked up. She's like, no, that wasn't a guy. That's me. Oh, good lord. I'm like, what do you mean that's that's you? And uh, she's like, oh, I just have a deep voice. Oh, good lord. Okay. Right. Sure. So, you said uh, this happened. You know, I might have been 18, 19 at the time. Well, oh, no. Yeah, actually, not, I'm sorry. This was two weeks ago. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. That's awful. What happens, man? I mean, they, they have shows based on that, right? They, they, to Catch a Predator. I've never seen an episode of that, but I've heard it's, <laughs> it's the same concept. Imagine I've caught. Can you imagine I show up on the, an episode of To Catch a Predator, but I'm I'm the one being like you know, fool. <laughs> I walk into, I'm I'm walking to a girl's house thinking I'm gonna meet a girl. It's like some fifty year old guy. change in your opinion uh, after 9-11? Well, I would say, um, I mean, bias coming from, from a banking background, obviously regulation and, and all that stuff. I mean, that's not, it's boring stuff you don't really want to hear about, but way more regulation ever since 9-11, way more, you know, things related to, to just getting an account open. It's like all of a sudden... Or whether you're opening an account or you you're going to get an account open, it's like they want a thumbprint, they want this, they want your ID. So I think there's just a whole lot more regulation. But I can tell you that there was the main thing for me. There was a, a very brief period in time, like post 9/11, maybe the first 10 or 10 days or 30 days after, where every, everything was like everyone was kind of joined, everything was unity, everything was love. These people from New York that were usually like harsh to each other were actually like you know, speaking to each other, like, 
that's my my impression of kind of what I remember hearing. And then, you know, as more time passed, everyone kind of went back to the old ways as far as like, you know, kind of ignoring each other. But it seemed like for, you know, for a period of time, uh, people were very kind and, and things like that. But I don't know, man. I mean, as far as like post 9-11 and, and what things are like today, uh, I don't know. I think it's just, I'll, I'll tell you this, for me personally, riding, you know, the train and stuff, uh, there's a lot more anxiety being in places where there's a large group of people because you, you can't help but in the back of your mind think, if something goes down, I'm a sitting duck, whether you're in a stadium or on a train or in a mall or wherever you are, you can't help but, you know, post 9-11, you think about that. You think, you think you know, what, am I in danger where I'm at? You know, I think that's, that, that's what I think at least. How about you? What do you think? How, how do you think things have changed since then or post to well, pretty post? That day made me realize that um, there's a lot of people in the world that hate this country. Right. right. And, you know, I think prior to that, you know, I was what, maybe, shoot, in early 20s, you know, and so maybe still a little naive and thought maybe, Thought this was the, uh, you know, the 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 destination for everyone in the world. They, you know, everyone loved America and loved what America stood for, and right. um, you know, and and I think probably to this day that for the most part that's what the world thinks of America. Uh, but that day, I remember 9/11. Obviously, the the tragedy and the towers and the planes, and you know, obviously that you you'll never forget that stuff but um, I think that was the day I realized that like hey there's people in the world that hate this country and hate what we stand for or uh, our culture um, and you know and this is going to be controversial they they have a point in some things maybe they obviously they're radical and they're they take these these points that they have, and, and they take it to the extreme and do terrorist things, and right. uh, so that obviously, I don't agree with at all. But you know, it just that was the day sort of I realized it's like you know, uh, just because this is America doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean that we're completely safe, and doesn't mean that everyone loves loves us and wants to be here and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we went to Italy, my wife and I couple maybe two three years after 9-11 and I remember getting this vibe that like and not it wasn't just a vibe there were literally signs that were like anti-USA and people would I you know I don't know I don't know exactly why it was but it was you know it was almost like you got dirty looks you got this this weird vibe um, and uh, and you know we would go to stores and stuff and we kind of quickly figured out as we're traveling around you know, well, first of all, we're better off speaking Spanish because it's, it's closer to Italian and people can understand us better. We didn't speak Italian. Um, but, yeah, you got these these weird vibes at the time, at least, you know, that it, you were from the United States. And it was very anti-U.S. to me. And, you know, this was probably 2005, maybe, maybe before then, 2004, something around there. Maybe 2003. It was a long time ago. But... Uh, yeah, man. Not everyone, not everyone cares for us. 
That's for sure. And and honestly, I think there's also a lot of jealousy. I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of jealousy to, to the, I mean, really, this, this is a great place we live in. We're very lucky to be here. And uh, not every country, you know, has the, the freedoms, you know, that we have and the opportunities that we have. So I think there's also a lot of jealousy and hate on top of the, uh, the obvious, you know, true hatred that people have for their own reasons, but there's also a lot of jealousy and hate too, I think. And, and I think what, what, yeah. kind of, what kind of blows me away about it a little bit is that to me, it's still fresh in my mind. I mean, when it happened, I was in my mid twenties, you know, actually, no, I wasn't, I was in my, my early twenties when it happened and are you as well. And the thing that kind of blows me away is it's very fresh in my mind, how I felt that morning, how, looking at the TV, seeing it happen, realizing this is not an accident. Because initially, if you're watching the news, you thought, oh, this is just an accident, right? But as you continue watching, you're like, this is not an accident. This is an attack. And the paranoia that sets in, at, you, know, you know, as I do today, working downtown San Francisco, I went into work that morning and just feeling this, this not knowing where you were going to get attacked next. You know, being in the financial district, you're kind of like, I remember seeing all the people leaving as I was entering San Francisco and being there very briefly and then heading right back home, you know, but it was, uh, it was, it's an eerie feeling, but I was trying, the point I was trying to make is that it's very fresh in my mind, but there's people right now that are, that are young enough that they don't know, like they, they'll read about, it. it's almost like the kind of thing that you would read about. I mean, to us, we live through it and it's like, it, it vividly like changed the way I thought about things. And to think that someone who's 20 today was five when it happened and have a very, very like, like neutral memory about it. Cause you're sitting, you're a little kid at five years old, right? It's just a trip as time goes on, less and less people are actually going to be around to say they, they, they live through it, not live through it. Like they were in danger, but they actually experienced what it was like going through those emotions as that was going on. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, like you have you have kids and they have no idea what it was like. I mean, that um, that's um, a page in their history book. Yeah, you know, if they have up to date history books, um, it, you know that to me that's so weird that you know there there are people there you know there are people walking around right now who have no idea what it was like that day. Even though we're hundreds of hundreds of miles. Are you hundreds or thousands? Probably, I was from New York. Twenty-five hundred miles, three thousand miles, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> we're not geologists. All right, my math, my math is off. <laughs> so, yeah, we're several miles away. We were several miles away, and it was still probably the, the one of the scariest days of, of uh, I've ever lived through. So. That's what, that's what I remember from that. Uh, uh, you know, that's my takeaway from from nine eleven and what's uh, that yeah, and that it, day in particular. And it's good to acknowledge it. A lot of people, you know, a lot of innocent people passed away. Um, 
you know, instantly that day. So it's good to, to remember, you know, there's people that are, they, they don't have their brother, they don't have their dad, they don't have their, you know, their son or whatever. There's a lot of people that are missing family. And they, so it's, it's, it's definitely a, a big day and it's a good day to acknowledge it. And a good day to not make a stupid mattress commercial imitating the Twin Towers. Did you see that, by the way? Did you see that mattress commercial that, that kind of went viral? No, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's a, there's a, not to, to steer away, but there's a mattress commercial. These mattress commercials, dude, I don't know, I don't know why they're so tacky, but it's basically two twin mattresses, stat, like, no, yeah, okay, two sets of towers built by twin mattresses. So, like, imagine, like, you know, a dozen twin mattresses, right? And there's the host, and then there's the two corny, you know, mattress salespeople, and they're talking about a big sale for 9-11, blah, blah, blah. And you see these mattresses stacked on top, and the next thing you know, they bump, like, they bump over and they fall over and the towers fall. Like, just just an awful, awful commercial. I mean, uh, YouTube video, I guess, is what it was. And it's come down, and they've taken a lot of shit for it. But it's just ridiculous, the bad taste that the people have, you know, and stuff like that. This was recently? It was today. It was this morning. I saw it this morning. It was a, <laughs> a mattress video that came up, and it was like, you know, immediately, you know, obviously, I bet you if you look for it now, you won't find it, but it came right down. It's just ridiculous. Just just bad, bad taste, you know? That that might be the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah. why, would it, why, would, why would someone think that that's, that's energy? Dude, you know what's funny is you know I, I see it and and uh, and their 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 dark complexion right, and my immediate thought, my immediate selfish desire was like, please don't be Latino, please, please be something else, please. And as soon as I started talking, I was like, oh good lord, you guys are Latino, you oh you're gonna make us look like idiots right now. You know, I think that's what happens. You see somebody do something stupid, and you're like, oh, please don't be on my team. You know, please be on somebody else's team at least. <laughs> but, that's hilarious. That's crazy. Well, I mean, not that it matters, but what, what nationality were they? I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell. I just, I mean, they, they don't look like they were born anywhere else. They look like they were from here, but I'm just saying, you know, ethnically they were probably, you know, Mexican or Puerto Rican or something. I don't know. I don't know what they were. They could be. They could be blue. It doesn't matter, no, right? They, it's just they, a dumb. Yeah. Bad. Bad idea. Bad move. I said the thing. The thing about you know the sort of the the YouTube, Facebook, Twitter generation that we are in now is like people. People get outraged over the littlest things. Right. Right. Um, so obviously that is something that should cause outrage because it's completely stupid and offensive. But then you know, someone could say, uh, I I remember what Blake Lively, you know who Blake Lively is, the actress. Yeah, vaguely sounds familiar. A singer, actress. She's 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 super hot. She's blonde. Um, she's um. She was recently in that shark movie. I don't know if you've seen the previews for it. Sharknado Four. Where she was. No, she was in. She wasn't in Sharknado. This was actually released in the theaters. Anyway, her name is Blake Lively. She's blonde, uh, white woman. Um, 
but uh, she's she's been pregnant. Blake Lively. She's been pregnant, right? We gotta look her up. Okay, there she's we go. Super hot, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's dating Ryan Reynolds. She she must be hot, right? She she's more than dating. She's got two kids with that guy. I think they're married now. Okay, well, it shows how much I know about Blake Lively. There we go. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so my point is, she had uh, posted on Instagram uh, a picture of herself, like some at some sort of event, and she was very pregnant. So she posted a caption on uh, this picture. She's like, you know, uh, she said, "L.A. face with the Oakland booty," <laughs> which is the the sir, right you the Sir Mix a Lot song. We right? can respect that because we know baby, that's from. Baby got back. Right, dude. A classic. She got slammed on Twitter so bad. Oh my gosh! Because she's white, people are upset that she said that she had an Oakland booty, as if stereotyping, stereotyping. Um, I guess the stereotype would be uh, women from Oakland have big booties, and the uh, connection there or the uh, correlation there would be uh, the predominant. Um, predominantly black women live in Oakland, and so when she says Oakland booty, she's stereotyping black women, okay. and so the Twitter outrage was ridiculous. She was called racist, you know. It, people demanded her head, or That's she ridiculous. demanded that she she stop being famous immediately. It was ridiculous, what? right? <sighs> she had to, she had to, um, she had to post an apology. She's like, oh, I never meant to offend anybody. There's no way of being racist. She was just quoting song lyrics. You know, this is kind of interesting because this actually is touching. We're we're kind of shifting into something that I wanted to talk about with you today. Is basically social media, Facebook, Twitter, the kinds of things that that, that people say publicly and do publicly, and then and then they get you know they get smashed for it like this. The same thing. Similarly, it, it happened to Ellen DeGeneres, where she posted a video, I believe, or a meme, or whatever you call it of her on the back of, uh, is it Usain Bolt, the, the, the fastest man on earth? Is that his name? Yeah. Right, so she posted a video of her, like, you know, like, on his back, and him, like, running, and her saying, this is how I'm going to do my grocery shopping from now on. Obviously, super fast, right? Well, people took serious offense to that, like, yeah, well, you're white, and he's black, and this is, like, this is super racist, you know, this is not the kind of thing you should make fun of. And, dude, if anyone has, like, I think, I don't know, I obviously have never met, and I, and I don't know Ellen DeGeneres, but I think she's, like, one of the nicest people ever, I think. I, I can't imagine that she did that with an intention of racism or, or trying to be mean in any way. But she got bombed for it. No, yeah, I mean, there's, the Twitter outrage is... is ridiculous and and so people people will see what they want to see or read what they want to read in your tweets and just it, it's almost like people people there are people in, in social media that want to be outraged and will jump at the first opportunity to be out, outraged you know yeah yeah, people, and so they're it, mad. They want to. They want to go off on someone, right? Sometimes. I mean, they're they're looking for someone to go off on. I mean, I've had it. I've had it a couple of times where people, you know, they they try to come after me, 
you know, just wanting to start an argument. And I'm just thinking, dude, I don't have the time and I don't have the interest to, to argue with you. So I just block them. That's what I do. I'll block someone. In the moment I notice any aggression, blocked. Done. And that's it. I mean, obviously, you know, my, my 110 followers or whatever I have, I, I don't have 4.2 million followers. So it's, it's a different problem for celebrities um, than for me. Well, I mean, nowadays you can, uh, like you and I, we got to be careful on this podcast because somehow it could be heard in the wrong ears and, you know, hey, I heard what you said in that so-and-so podcast and you're fired. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's a concern. I mean, really, and not just a podcast, it's a concern for anyone anywhere. I mean, people have gotten fired on Facebook for, for saying things. I mean, I, it was, what was it? There was a video someone did of like their coworker who brought their son in. I believe it was like the son was, and the dad were black. And I don't know what they did. They were, they were, they said something that was racist and they put the video up and they were like instantly fired. And it's like, there's, there's very little room for, you know, for doing and saying inappropriate things, especially nowadays, man. I mean, everyone, you're, Facebook isn't just your friends. I mean, it's your coworkers. It's often it's your bosses. It's, it could be your employees. I mean, it's a the circle is getting bigger and bigger of the kind of people that hear what you have to say. I'm offended by. I'm offended by those uh, those religious things. I'm just talking about the stuff that you see on Facebook. The uh, you scroll you're scrolling down your timeline and it's like, you know, stop right here and say a prayer, say uh, ten Hail Marys or, or. Oh yeah, dude, I I, I hate that. and I'm I'm religious. <laughs> I'm I'm you know, probably. I'm ten times more religious than you know than probably the average person, and I get offended by that stuff. I, I immediately I either turn it off or I unfollow that person. I, I I hate that stuff too. If you don't do this, if you don't do, if you don't stop and do if you don't if you don't forward this to your ten closest friends, then you know you really don't care about. It's like I'll oh, stop stop with that stuff. It's it's like a chain. What is it? Chain letter? Is that what we used to? Yeah. We call it, it's just like that. It's 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 like it, to me. It's like bullying. It's like it's like guilt bullying. It's like leave it alone. I don't want to hear it. What I really don't like, really is offensive to me, is the ones with the the kids with the physical deformities, right. or uh, or there'd be a, a dead body of a baby. Right. I. It's like, uh, you know, say say. Say the Lord's Prayer ten times for this baby, or else, and then share this with all of your friends. I, yeah, I, you know, and, and that stuff is all. That stuff is completely offensive to me. And and there's there's ways that it could not be offensive. In that, for example, like the, remember the ice bucket challenge or whatever it was called, and you basically have these people doing this, pouring this this you know cold water on their head, and supposedly to raise awareness for what was it at the time I, I can't remember what I can't even remember what it was but it was 
It was to raise it was for MLS, uh, ALS. ALS, right? And but it it was honestly it was kind of upsetting to me because you see all these people getting into it, having fun with it, this and that, challenging other friends, and I'm thinking, okay, but what exactly is this doing for that? You know, if you do it and you go through it and you donate five dollars to it, that would be different. But you're just doing it because everyone else is doing it, and it was it was honestly like bothering me, and it was it was really bugging me. And there's other ways that, that people could, could do these kinds of things and make them actually effective and not just trying to make a trend thing where nothing comes of it. That's what bothers me. If you're going to do something and have fun with it, which you can do, you can do it, you can make it trendy, you can have fun, but, but there should be some sort of an actual outcome, a positive outcome for whatever it is you're trying to raise awareness for. But the thing is, you know, to us it's, it is offensive. We we don't agree with those posts, yet um, there's nothing in me that wants to start there that wants to start a fight with the poster, or or call that person names or or whatever. I just turn it off. Right. Un, I unfollow or I delete that post or whatever. It there's I don't need to start a, a, a an out you know. A Twitter uh, war or a Facebook war because someone posted something religious or something that I don't agree with. It's just like, you know, my dad will post anti-Hillary Clinton stuff, you know, or you know, pro anti-Obama uh, stuff, pro-Trump stuff, and you know, I'll make a sarcastic comment here and there, but it's it's um, in a joking way, but. Um, you know, if it bothers me, if it truly bothers me, I just ignore it or unfollow it. There's, you know, but people nowadays is like have to start a war over everything. They just, like I said, they want to be outraged. They want to be outraged over, you know, they. If, and if you're offended, they're outraged over your you are being offended. Right. Well, the, the, what's really interesting about this election is you have two sides where. This, each side thinks the other side is a bunch of idiots, really. I mean, the Trump people think that the Hillary people are like, you guys are just, are you guys blind or dumb or both? And so it's just, it's completely like, whoa. And then on the other side, you've got the people that think that if you follow Trump, like, what what is wrong with you? Like, how can you follow this monster? How can you want him to be the president? And so it's really, I don't know, I mean, I've, as an adult, I've gone through a couple of elections, and I've never seen something like this, where it's just so opposite, where each side thinks the other side is just full of and just a bunch of idiots. And it's it's a strange time, and I'm I'm so looking forward it forward to just be over, because it's it's awful. I mean, it it really makes you it makes me not want to go on on social media, you know.
start we can start we'll start a conversation and then we'll have to stop because we'll we'll realize it's it's better on on air or recorded or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's but Go ahead. So my fiance's dog, my fiance's dog, um the older dog name is Taz. It's really um lovely dog. It's about 13, 14 years old now. Um it's half lab, half retriever, I believe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sweet dog, you know, just when you walk in, he just kind of lays there, rolls on his belly, wants you to scratch it or whatever. But the fucking dog hates kids. Okay. And and uh, it hates it hates Mexican kids. <laughs> And which is which is bad because this whole fucking neighborhood is full of Mexican kids. Wait, can can he distinguish between Mexican and Cuban, or is it? Or is it... I don't know. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe he smells. Well, here I'm gonna get. He probably had a Mexican kid. Hey, yeah, I, yeah. I don't a, know. It's ironic because it's ironic because the owners are Mexican, but this kid, <laughs> this dog, this dog hates Mexican. You know, the sweetest old lady walking across the street. It'll bark at that, but it'll especially have a conniption fit if, if like the kid is in the uh, like eight to twelve year year old range. Forget it. You know. Wow, that's nuts, man. Yeah, I, I, so, yeah, I mean, we're recording, and this dog is having uh, a nervous breakdown outside. I had to, like, had a hand, you know, had to just see what was going on, but otherwise, it wouldn't stop. It wouldn't. It just. I know that's another thing. It won't. The kid could be like seven seven blocks away, <laughs> and somehow it's. Somehow that kid has left a, a smell trail or whatever, and he's still barking. He's barking at air at that point. He's still barking. He smells it, man. He smells that, uh, that, uh, Dude. all that suavecito laundry detergent, or what is it called? Yeah. <laughs> he smells the machismo on the prepubescent <laughs> machismo. Oh, that's got to be an office <laughs> Of any race, not many, of any race, that 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 awful age where kids go from boys to adult, and their their face sort of starts to deform from like a child to like a man face. Oh, it's such an awful yeah. age for a boy. Hey, dude, dude, when are you getting out of that stage? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, man. Hopefully soon. It's been it's been a rough it's been a rough twenty years. I know, right? Hey, you know what? Neither one of us can grow facial hair. I mean, I can grow a little bit, but you know, if I was to go a week without shaving and take a picture and compare it to um, a year without shaving and then take a photo, take a picture, and send it to you, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. You know what? <laughs> you know what's funny, man, is I I shave. Uh, I you know I. I you know, I don't have a lot of facial hair, but I do have facial hair. And so, uh, but I do, you know, I shave about, you know, if not every day, every other day. But I could probably get away with every other day, no big deal. But uh, I got sick. I was sick a, a week 
or so ago. And so I decided I wasn't, I didn't want to shave, no big deal. And I actually counted the days I went without shaving and it was like six to seven days. And I could not, I'm just not one of these guys that can have facial hair. Like it was scratching my face and I was like, it was so obnoxiously annoying. I kept scratching my neck. You know, on the last day I started putting like, like lotion on my cheeks and my neck and my chin. I'm like, this is just like so super itchy. And then finally I was like, I've had enough. And I like midday and just took it all down and uh, super happy after that. There's a, um, it is a rare Asian that, that could grow a full beard. You know, I, I don't know, um, especially Filipino men. I don't. Do you recall ever? You've you've we've known each other almost our entire lives, uh, uh, prepubescent to adult lives. Right. So, do you recall anyone in my family, anyone that that you uh, that you could think of with full-on facial hair, like a beard and stuff like that? No, no, not from your side. I mean, you got a couple of mustaches going for sure. Uh... <laughs> You know, the mustache is, is among the older, you know, family members. I've seen a couple of those. Uh, but no, 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 no beards or anything of that sort, you know, for sure. I remember my dad telling me when I was younger, he was like, you should be happy you don't have, you know, a lot of facial hair because you don't, you can kind of get up and, and get out and about without having to take so much time. And at the time I thought, that's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, I want to shave, right? Because obviously you're a kid, you want. You want that hair, right? You want that those whiskers. Mm -hmm. And then as I got a little older, I was like, you know, he, he actually had he made some sense there. It's actually nice to be able to get up and and go without looking. Like for me, when I don't shave for like two or three days, I no. I look I don't look right. I look I don't look right. I look like I didn't put on deodorant. I look like I didn't bathe that day, or I didn't you know comb my hair or brush my hair or whatever. I, I just don't look right. I look unkept. You know, if I don't. If I go more than two days without shaving, at least I feel I look uncut. Well, nowadays it's like now you can look. Now that's that's a look. If you look uncut, that's a like that's the hipster kind of thing. If you're like um, my uh, future brother-in-law is kind of into that right now. He's got some thick uh, beard growing on going on. Um, that's his that's his look. So it used to be before, you know, if you're uh, you went, you showed up in the office with the with the beard that you know uh, you're halfway uh, you know halfway down your halfway down your your chest. You know they would send you home. All right, hey, so so I know you have a family uh, that you don't want to neglect. I have a fiance that I, I've been ignoring for the last four hours. <laughs> Not on purpose, <laughs> but you know, this is, well, maybe on purpose. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, obviously. Don't tell her I said that. She'll hit me. Right. Um, we're, we're out of time for today, but we'll definitely pick this back up and, and do either episode three or episode two, 2A and 2B, or however we, we break it up. Uh, we got we got lots of stuff to cover. Uh, relevance. Uh, what do you? Yeah. 
Absolutely. We still have to do. Uh, we still have to pick. We still have to pick. Uh, I still want to hear who, who your thoughts on who the hottest Kardashian is. Right. Because that's very important. We'll get to that. It's very very important. You give me some time to think about it. It's it's not an easy choice. Yeah, you you mull it over. This you know, it's the important topics of the day. It's you know, remembering nine eleven and which is the hottest Kardashian. So mull that over and then uh, we'll we'll pick that up. We'll discuss again. You got it, buddy. Well, till next time. I enjoyed speaking with you, and hopefully everyone enjoyed this conversation. I look forward to it. Hit us up at Jay Z and Chris podcast. Right, the Jay Z Twitter, the J, uh, Twitter. Is it the? On Instagram, it's the Jay Z and Chris podcast, and on Twitter, I believe we're at Jay Z and Chris. I believe that's our handle. I'll, I'll confirm. That. All right, pretty sure that's that. All right, guys, confirm that with confirm that with Australian uh, Australian announcer. You got it. She's actually from female announcer. Uh, I'll let her know. I'll I'll, I'll call her. Talk to her for me. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Till next time. All right. See you, man. Peace.